What if you knew exactly what weight to pick up for what move when you start working out with Hashimoto's? That, my friends, is what we're going to talk about today. My name is Dr. Emily Kybird. I'm a chiropractor since 2007. I too have Hashimoto's. Luckily, it is in remission since about 2017. And I help women learn how to work out without the burnout with Hashimoto's. That is what I do. That is what I love to do. I love helping women get more energy because if you have more energy, you can do anything. If you focus on losing the weight first, that can feel very depriving. So I like to focus on boosting the energy first because from that source, that well of newfound energy and robustness and resilience, you can then go on to do anything. You just can choose what path you decide to walk. So today we're going to talk about what weight to start with. I get this question all the time, every day in the DMs and in the emails, in the Facebook group. And what I tell women who have never worked out before is you need one weight to press. I don't start women pressing overhead, right? Lifting the weight up overhead. I start them laying on the floor with their back on the ground and pressing. And once you start to get upright overhead, you have to control your feet, your glutes, everything where you are in time and space. And so I like to start on the ground. So you're going to choose a pressing weight, a kettlebell or a dumbbell or just something to hold that you can press towards the sky laying on the back. I like to start with either an 8 kilo or a 10 kilo, around 15 to 18 pounds, 20 pounds-ish. If you have worked out before and you are strong and robust, you know how to dial your energy and tension the body, I recommend starting with a 12 kilo, which is about 25 pounds. So you need one weight that you can press. Then you need a second weight, usually two of them, that you could deadlift. So I like to start women with a minimum of two 12-kilo kettlebells, which is 50 pounds. I know a lot of women are like, whoa, that sounds aggressive, but it's really not. You need enough weight to give resistance so that your hamstrings and your glutes have enough resistance to contract. I see these women on Instagram deadlifting a 10 kilo bell. One, not two. And they're kind of don't know where they are in time and space because they don't have enough load on the body for their muscles to contract against. So they're kind of standing up, overarching in the low back. When they set the bell back down, they're rounding in the mid back. That doesn't happen when you use a weight that is heavy enough that your body's like, oh, I need to keep my form really dialed in. So two 12 kilo kettlebells minimum. If you're the woman that like, I don't have a million dollars to spend on kettlebells, what should I do? Like, I only want to invest in so many. So I would invest in one 12 kilo, 25 pounds, and a 14 kilo, which is 30 pounds. And you just do an asymmetrical deadlift. And between sets, you switch the bells. So if the 12 kilos on the right, the next set, you move it over to the left and you switch the bells. Sometimes I'll encourage women to do a 12 kilo and a 16 kilo bell. So 25 pounds, 35 pounds, then you just switch them. And over time, I have noticed the women, when they get their form dialed in, when they get their breath going down and wide, when they learn how to brace properly and they can keep that tautness, that contraction in their tummy, they are able to go up in the weight that they pick up very quickly. So one bell to press, 
two bells to deadlift, either a 12 and a 14 or a 12 and a 16 kilo, minimum two 12s if you want to invest in like the same size for both bells. You're going to take one of those bells, whether it's a 12 or 14 or a 16, and you would squat with it, right? Goblet squat where you're holding it on the front of the chest. You could start with a 12. Again, it's almost easier to squat with a little bit more weight because you have something to lean against and counterbalance against. So I don't know if you've tried bodyweight squats. It's actually really challenging. Typically, you can't get into your hips. Your ankles feel stuck. You don't know where to put your feet. You, you drop your hips down and your chest drops first because you don't have anything to lean against or to counterbalance against. Whereas if you're holding a bell in the front of your chest, like a goblet squat, as you're going down, Think of it as like a slow lower elevator. Your knees and hips are bending at the same rate. You can start to reach your bell away from your chest a couple inches so that you can start to get deeper into your hips. Start with a 12 kilo, 25 pounds, which might sound like a lot to squat if you've never squatted before. I typically have women squat to a chair before squatting with their uh, their butt below 90, below their knees, and then starting to up the weight eventually doing double rack bell, so a bell in each hand. And you'll find once you get the form dialed in and in a good place and you know how to breathe and brace to protect your spine, not suck the belly up and in, you can get deep into a squat and you'll need a heavier weight to start to counterbalance against. You're going to also need probably a 12 or a 14 kilo to lunge, reverse lunge, to step back. I usually start women with a split squat. So instead of having to control the step back, because if your toe doesn't extend, if your ankle's wobbly, like you have an old ankle sprain, it can be hard to get the form dialed in because you're trying to control so many things. So I'll just have women, instead of stepping back each time, like in a reverse lunge or stepping forward, like in a forward lunge, I'll just have them in a split squat. One foot's forward, one foot's back. They just tap the back knee. I'll even modify it to tap your knee to a yoga block. So you're tapping your knee to a yoga block, so you're not even going as far down as you would if you were tapping your knee to the ground. So you're going to need a bell for that. You can use the bell that you squatted with. You don't have to get another bell. But I think investing in a bell that you can press, either an 8 or a 10 or a 12 kilo, so that'd be one bell. The second bell would be something you can deadlift. So a 12 and a 14 or a 12 and a 16. And they're going to reuse that bell to squat, to goblet squat, to lunge. And, you know, there's so many great variations. The kettlebell is great because it is very forgiving when you're first learning form compared to a dumbbell. Like if you're doing a farmer's walk or a heavy carry where you have your bells down to your side, like you're carrying groceries and you have a dumbbell. Those things bang all over your legs and it's really hard to control them. Whereas a kettlebell, they kind of glide past your legs and they're not limiting how you're walking and they're not limiting by banging your legs and kind of causing all this wobbliness. I love kettlebells for that reason. They're also very forgiving when you're first learning a deadlift because the weight is right under your center of gravity versus a barbell is going to have to be forward a little bit. And then dumbbells are just kind of awkward because you have to keep them close to the body, but you can't really put them between your legs. So that's why I love kettlebells. That's like a whole nother episode. But to answer the question of what bell should I get, uh, a pressing weight, an 8, 10, or 12 kilo, and then two bells to deadlift, a 12 and a 14, or an, and then a 12 or a 16. You will soon get so strong, 
you won't even know what to do with yourself. But when I travel and I travel with kettlebells, I take a 14 and I usually take a 16, depending on (laughs) how much my suitcase can hold. I did, fun fact, for the World Cup in Brazil when my husband and I were dating and I was training really hard. I brought two 14 kilo bells from New York down to Brazil in two separate suitcases with very little clothes. And he was like, I can't believe you're doing this. Sure enough, we were at the Airbnb in Brazil and he's like, hey, can I use your kettlebells? And I was like, excuse me? Who was the one that was being all judgy about how I was taking them down in my suitcase internationally to Brazil? But I let him use them. So those are the starting weights. Those are the bells I would grab. And my favorite brands, Kettlebell Kings or Dragon Door, those are like the really nice bells. You don't need a nice bell to do kettlebells. You could use one from Amazon that's plastic coated. I would recommend getting a powder coated, the one that is black. They're more dense versus a competition bell, which has a silver handle and is colored. Those are usually bigger and more awkward to get into the rack position. And the rack position is where your hand is in front of your chest and the bell is resting on the back of your arm. Usually when it's really big, it gets really awkward. So I do favor a powder coated bell or one that is smaller and denser versus a competition bell, which is bigger. The first step is always to find your weight. And if you can't find a weight, I have had women use sandbags. I have had women take a dumbbell and put one of those plastic handle attachments to use it as a kettlebell. There's a great Arthur Ashe quote, "Use what you ha- uh, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. So don't let the barrier of, well, I don't have a kettlebell, stop you from starting to lift weights. Every day is a new day. Don't ruminate about it. Don't overthink it. Just start. There's a reason why Nike created that logo. Just do it. It has a lot of value to it. So start to invest in kettlebells. I'll drop a couple links in the show notes of some of my favorite places to get them. Kettlebell Kings has free shipping, which is always really nice because sometimes the shipping costs as much as a kettlebell. But you know what? You could go to your local Target or Walmart. They have kettlebells as well. All right, ladies, just take the first step, invest in the tool, and in future episodes, I'm going to teach you how to use that tool. All right, I'll see you next time.